Jesus is our example. James 4, starting in verse number 6. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and he will lift you up. Yes. Pray with me. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. According to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And ask that you grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge so that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance this morning. I ask that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. While we were singing in all this morning, I, I saw a connection between two words. The two words were surrender and humble. There's a similarity or a connection between being humble and surrender. Surrender. And as we humble ourselves or we surrender, and we live in a day and time when there is there's so much emphasis on me, and it's right if I think that it's right for me. And a lot of people take this approach, brothers and sisters, but, but God in his word gives the picture of right and wrong. What we should do and what we shouldn't do. And there's plenty of do's for us to do that we don't have to be consumed with the don't do's. But Jesus is our example of surrender. And I want to take us back to an Old Testament account because I want us to see something about that cross. What it represented. Because there's a lot of times in our in our lives that we have taken and made something um, beautiful out of something that was a reproach. When Jesus said, cursed is every man who hangs on a tree. And he was hung on a tree. 
Now I want us to go back to the time when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. And they had opened themselves up for snakes to come into the camp. Now I want you to notice something. Before this account happened, there were snakes all around them, but they hadn't come into camp and didn't bother the people. Why was that? Because God had a divine protection on the people. But when they started murmuring against God, it opened the door for something to happen that didn't happen before. We have to pay attention to these things. So Moses cries out to God because the people are crying out to him. And a lot of times when things ain't going our way, that's when we start crying out to God. We start looking a little closer. And God gives Moses a directive or shows him what to do to remedy or to fix this problem. So what he tells him to do is to take a serpent and we have to take into account what the serpent represents, what the serpent was mounted, what it was made out of, what it was placed upon. Those three components right there. The post or the pole represented the cross. The serpent <coughs> represented Jesus. But it was a different side of Jesus than what we really want to, a lot of times, take an account of. Why he did what he did. Why he went through what he went through. Why he surrendered to the will of the Father. Why he cried out and said, Lord, if you're willing, let this cup pass from me. Because he knew what was all entailed in it. And a lot of times we, we read over things like that. We don't humble ourselves to what God has really accomplished for us. Just like the children of Israel, when they, when they were delivered out of bondage in Egypt, they didn't really realize what all that God was doing for them. And he was not only breaking them away from their slavery, and at the, at the cross, we're broken away from our allegiance to Satan. And God does something supernaturally for us. But it took something for God to be able to do this for us. It took the surrender of his son. Now, if the son of God had to surrender to the will of God, do you think it's a must that we have to surrender to the will of God? A lot of times we think, and in our culture, we think that this is a place of weakness. But in this place of weakness was where Jesus picked up his greatest strength. And brothers and sisters, that's where we pick up our greatest strength is when we surrender to God. But there's a connection between this word humble and submit. And the connection is this. There can nobody do it for you but you. And nobody can do it for me but me. 
to humble myself under the hand of Almighty God. Now the children of Israel had to humble themselves for what they had did to be able to look on the pole and to receive God's deliverance. And God's deliverance has to be looked at. And God's deliverance has to be received. And God's deliverance has to be taken to embrace it. They had to embrace it with their eyes. They had to fix their eyes on it. Now, the serpent on the pole represents two things. First, the serpent itself represents he who knew no sin was made to be sin. Jesus took sin upon himself so that sin could be judged. If sin wasn't judged, we would have to pay for it. Jesus did that for us. The blood of Jesus cries out. But the material that the serpent was made out of was brass. And brass in the scripture represents judgment. Jesus took judgment upon himself so that we could receive the righteousness or be made righteous with God. Jesus did that for us. He became sin that we might become righteous. He humbled himself under the shame of it all so that we could be lifted up. Now he tells us something here in these verses of scripture that I read to us this morning, just a few minutes ago. But he giveth more grace. God's got more grace for us to obtain. So I need some grace. Need some grace. God's got grace for us. But I want you to look at the measure of grace that he's got for us. He says, I've got more. I need this grace. He says, I've got more grace. I've got more grace for you. I've got more grace. Brothers and sisters, this is where learning to develop a relationship with God. That singing is not just another song service. And praying is not just another time that I, I, that I go through this ritual. And reading the Word is not something that I just have to do. But it's something that when I'm in that place, I get to fellowship yes, amen. with the one who gave his life for me. Amen. I get to be exposed to something that I had never been exposed to before. See, Jesus in his surrender to the will of the Father was exposed to some things that in the flesh that he would rather not have gone through. 
Now, how much of a pleasure do you think it would be to have your back beaten to where you can see the bones? How much pleasure do you think that you would derive out of having a crown shoved into your head until the blood just poured out? And how much pleasure do you think that you would have with somebody driving nails in your hands and in your feet and exposed naked before everybody else so that they could look on your nakedness. Jesus humbled himself to the will of the Father so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, what did he do? He made available more grace. He made available more grace. More grace came with a terrific expense. It didn't just happen. It was paid for. And God wants us to receive it and to get it. So, he tells us how to get it. And a lot of times we miss out on, on these right here. And he says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee with you. Or flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Now, in these verses of Scripture, we look at a lot of times when we read it as something that I, you know... It's a suggestion that I do this. But if I don't do it, it's no big deal. Because it's not going to affect anybody else but me. So a lot of times we don't, we don't give the place to Scripture and the reading of Scripture of what needs to be done. But when he says for us to do this in the Greek, it's a command. It's not an option to say, well, you can take this or leave it. This is just some good advice from Dad. Just do this and things will work better for you. No, he's saying, I'm commanding you, do these things right here. And if you'll do these things right here, you'll reap the benefit of it. Jesus counted a joy to go to the cross. Was it a pleasure to him? Absolutely not. Why was he, why did he count it as a joy? Because he saw what was going to come after. He saw that we were going to be free. And where we were legally Satan's slaves. Now you may not look at yourself like that, but all mankind is a slave to sin. That's why we needed a Savior. That's why we needed a Deliverer. From the time that Adam committed treason in the garden and went against what God said, all men were separated from God. And Jesus was the remedy for that. And God's plan from the foundation of the world was for a Deliverer to come on the scene. 
But Jesus had to submit to the will of the Father. Did you know that God wants to use us in his kingdom work? And there's a surrender that has to be done. And part of the training ground for that, for that surrender to be done, and another word right here for the word humble, is to surrender. It's to surrender. <laughs> to submit. And that is the, I, I see it in children, I see that in nature. And a lot of times we, we laugh at it, but it's not so funny when they get bigger. But you see little children this big, and, and a mom or dad or somebody say, want me to help you? And they'll say, nope, i do it myself. We say, well, good, they're finding their own self, they're finding their own place. But when that thing grows up and you see just how separated from God that they are, that we see our need for a Savior. And he says, submit yourselves to God. You say, well, I can fix my own self. I don't have to do this. And we fight against God's remedy instead of sub submitting ourselves or surrendering ourselves because we've been used to doing it ourselves all along. And God says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Jesus rose to a place of victory because he submitted himself to the will of God. I'm not telling you that you're going to have to die on a cross. That is not what I'm saying. But we will have to submit ourselves or surrender ourselves to the will of God. When I got married to Sandy, down in Alabama, they would use phrases like, your sorry hide. And I listened to, to them talk down there and they would say, they say it different than we do because our, our uh, pronunciation is a little different. I say, you're sorry hide. They don't say it like that. They say, you're sorry hide. You need to name your sorry hide. You need to submit your sorry high to the will of God. And James here is telling the people a way through their humbling to be able to rise above. Through their submission to be victorious. Because until that battle has been put in the right place. We're always trying to do it ourselves. Trying to fix it. Trying to make it better. Trying to self-improve. Now I'm not against self-improvement. But for the child of God, just as it was for Jesus, 
He humbled himself under the plan of God. When we hum humble ourselves under the plan of God, we humble ourselves under the hand of God. And when we humble ourselves under the hand of God, it gives God permission to be able to lift us up. What does this make available? More grace. More grace. More grace. Able to resist. Because we are so busy a lot of times in the church fighting the devil that we have very little time to do the will of God. But I thought fighting the devil was the will of God. That's an interesting concept right there. Well, I thought I was doing the will of God. God's got more for us to do than just to fight the devil. He's got a plan and a purpose for our lives. He's got kingdom work that needs to be done. But a lot of times we're still preoccupied with doing it myself. Devil occupied. Flesh occupied. And he says, humble yourselves under the hand of Almighty God. Submit. Submit to him. And this a lot of times is a hard place for a child of God to submit. Until we've wore ourselves out and found that we have no strength to carry on. And then we finally say, Lord, I surrender to your will. Am I telling the truth? Because until we're trying to fix it all ourselves. And Jesus said, just like he said in the Old Testament with the children of Israel, look at me. Fix your eyes on me. You may not understand everything, but fix your eyes on me. And as we fix our eyes on him, we find out that he was judged for us. He who knew no sin was made to be sin. that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Brothers and sisters, our victory is in Him. Amen. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Humble ourselves. When I was growing up, we sang this song in the Methodist Church. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender, I surrender all. Now, how much of a surrender is all? Total. Everything. Everything. All is all. I surrender all. I surrender all. Surrender yourselves, therefore, to God. And then that will put you in a position to be able to resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God. 
and he'll draw nigh to you. This is a command. A lot of times we read it as an option behind door number one and door number two. If I do what's behind door number one, I'll get this. Well, maybe door number two might be better. And we wear things out because that's the way we've been taught. Make your best option. Let's explore our options and see which one would be the best for us. Let's find out what our options are. And then we'll make a quality decision. You know what? For the child of God, our quality decision is to do what God said. Instead of playing, let's make a deal with him. Because let's make a deal ain't submitting to him. But submitting to him is the place of victory. Because in Jesus' submission to the will of the Father, the devil thought he had won. And you're submitting to the Father may be the place that you feel like this may be the worst thing that I could do. But I want you to notice what happened with Jesus. He did die. They did place him in a tomb. They thought that they were victorious. I had read something that Lester Summerall had said one time, and he said that he would like to have seen it when that stone was rolled away. And he was delivering somebody from, from an evil spirit. And that evil spirit said, I was there. I was there when that stone was rolled away. He said, we tried with all our might to stop it from being rolled away. But we couldn't stop it. See, Satan may think, and you may think, that he's got you in a place that you cannot be delivered from. But just as that stone could not stay on the front of that tomb, the power of the devil will not stay on your life if we will submit ourselves to God and we'll humble ourselves under his presence. And just as they take and try to hold that stone from being rolled away, and they couldn't, the angel that came down with the power of God to roll that stone away, I want you to get a picture. Here he is sitting up on top of that Stone with his legs crossed. Demons down there shaking on the ground because they, they were powerless to be able to stop it. And he's just had a great day. And then Jesus comes marching out of there. Victorious. Can you see that in your mind's eye? Can you see light just Bursting from that place of darkness, from that place of death. The power of God, that, that same power 
That same resurrection power is at work for us today. What is it a picture of? More grace. More grace. How do we tap into more grace? Humble ourselves. Submit to God. Surrender to Him. We never get away from this place of surrender. Because the will of God for our lives may not be where we are naturally inclined to want to go. But do you want to walk in victory? Do you want to walk in a place that God has got for you? That's a place of victory. Do you want to walk in a place of more grace? He says, I've got the more grace available. Well, let me marry with what I want to do. Jesus said, Father, and a lot of times we pray this for everything else except for the will of God. He said, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. But not as I will, but as you will. I want my will to be your will. I want my desire to be your desire. I want my heart to be your heart. So he humbles himself under the mighty hand of God. What's it put him in a position to receive? More grace. What did more grace do for him? It raised him up from the dead three days later. Not only that, but when he rose up, he had the keys of death and hell in the grave. He was victorious over it because of surrendering, submitting, humbling himself under the mighty hand of God. And then he ascended on high and he sits at the right hand of the Father. Place of ultimate victory. Did you know God's got an ultimate victory for us? As an overcoming child of God, how do we tap into it? By submitting ourselves to His will. By submitting ourselves to His will. We're quickly approaching this Easter season. I want this Easter season to be a special place for us in our walk and in our relationship with God. I want us to experience God in some ways that we've not experienced Him before. Or if we have experienced Him, to let this be the highlight, a launching pad. Will you believe God with me for that? A place of more grace. The place of more grace is the place of humility, humble, submitting, surrender. Mm -hmm. To put my agenda on the back seat and put God's agenda on the front seat. Mm -hmm. Stand here. I think it would be appropriate for us to sing this as a prayer.
Jesus, I surrender, I 